Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So many executive orders, so little time. I mean, how can you keep up with them all if you're too busy watching GameStop? The GameStop insanity is just absolutely incredible, guys. Incredible what's been going on with this stock. How you've had the people in the in the short game, right, trying to short sell it. And then you've had people online saying, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to run the price up. And they've been moving the price up so much that the short sellers have been forced to buy more to cover their short positions. Sending a stock that was at like, what, just a couple of dollars maybe a week or so ago. Was it six bucks? I mean, it hit highs today of $377. It's insane. And now there are like other stocks that people are trying to see what will happen, see if they'll see if it'll it'll do the same. Where people are trying to short, and other people are saying, "Hey, let's let's push it up." I mean, is is the market really that much of a game? Yes. Can you really have something that untenable last? And meanwhile, if I own some shares, is it going to go down because I'm the guy who owns the shares? This is my. This is my silly luck sometimes with the markets, which is why I tell you, never, ever listen to me when it comes to the stock market. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, yes, we're still there. And GameStop, by the way, is the the company they sell video games and uh, accessories. And they've got mall locations and other locations you can stop in. They were closing stores six months ago, and now it's just absolute madness madness is exactly how you describe all the executive orders from joe biden and there have been so many that i wanted to make sure i i had them all for you i mean it's out of control what it is that joe biden has done in just a week so here here is the full list now i've got the list from the federal register right i've got that list and then I, I've got a, a list also that, that some of the news outlets have. So here's the Federal Register. Advancing racial equity and support for underserved communities through the federal government. Ensuring a lawful and accurate enumeration and apportionment pursuant to the decennial census. Oh, man, this is some, some boring, some boring, boring stuff. Maybe I got to say it not the way it's written, but the way it's meant. Maybe I'll do that. So let's start over for day one. First, Joe Biden froze um, anything passed in the final days of the Trump presidency. Nope, sorry, we're not going to have any of that. An executive order rejoining the Paris Agreement on climate change. You understand that he's a climate idolater, buying into everything that the left has said about climate. The Paris Accord does nothing, absolutely nothing for the United States except make us subject to things happening in Europe. Now, does it actually do that by the by the, the 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 letter of the accords? Not as much as it sends the signal that the United States does not act on its own. That the United States is not its its own uh, sovereign, 
that we should be in concert with the Europeans and do what they tell us. That's what it says. We should not be anywhere near the Paris Climate Agreement, if only because as a nation we've been doing so much better on uh, emissions than anybody who's been a member of the Accords. The executive order to promote racial equity. Oh, Lord, this, is, this one is a, is a good one. Advancing equity for all, including people of color and others who have been historically underserved, marginalized, and adversely affected by persistent poverty and inequality. You know I oppose the equity line in a big and, and, and major way because it is so very dangerous and so rem- miraculously ugly. But we're going to dig into this a little bit more because within this and some things that Joe Biden said yesterday, we happen to share them live. But they're worth going over because Joe Biden does not see America the way America needs to see America. I'll dig into that. Proclamation ending the ban on U.S. entry from majority Muslim countries. It was never a Muslim ban. It was a ban on nations that support and sponsor terrorism. An executive order requiring mask wearing on federal property. Well, uh, he doesn't listen to it, but he's got it. Executive order coordinating a government-wide COVID-19 response. Blah, blah, blah. They still can't tell us why they're having a problem telling us about vaccines. They can't explain it. They cannot give us the answer of how many vaccines have been out and what do you have left. I don't know why. The only answer that really comes to mind is they're trying to figure out how they can, wait for it, blame it on Trump if there's something to blame. An executive order revising immigration enforcement policies. Now this, we've already seen, has gotten some pushback because there is a federal judge, U.S. District Court Judge Drew Tipton, saying, sorry, President Biden, uh, you can't just go about engaging some of these changes as you wish. The, The federal government has deals with states, and you simply can't just break those deals. We'll be getting into that. Because there's quite, you know, I, I'm always someone who says when you take a look at these judges telling the, the president what they could do on immigration, I said this during the, the Trump years, it, it's the president's purview. I actually still believe that true. Now, it could be different when you're trying to implement a, a policy versus break an agreement, right? There could be a big difference there. But in the, in, in the main, I don't like it when judges get into activism. I'm still learning about whether this is activism. I will share it with you. An executive order undoing regulatory restrictions on federal agencies. Um, this is not about the regulations, but about how the federal agencies make regulatory change. Well, it says to me, hey, we want a lot more paperwork in your life, federal government, because we need to hire more people to do the paperwork. See? Creating jobs already. I am just scratching the surface on what it is that Joe Biden has done in a week's time. This is massively problematic because it was Joe Biden who wanted to let you know as clear as day that you can't just have a society that, that exists, you know, by, by the, these kinds of executive orders. 
That's not the way it works. If you're all about executive orders, well, where's the uh, where's the actual governing? That actually works, George. So there's not going to be any delay on the tax increases. No, well, I got to get the votes. I got to get the votes. That's why, you know, uh, the one thing that I, ha- I have this strange notion, we are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order, you're going to do something. Things you can't do by executive order unless you're a dictator. We're a democracy. We need consensus. Gotta- Bring on Dictator Joe. I haven't scratched the surface. I didn't even get to the Keystone Pipeline and the canceling of the Keystone XL permit. We haven't scratched the surface on what Joe Biden has done. That was him less than a year ago doing a town hall with George Stephanopoulos. You think this guy was ever on the up and up, ever legit? How many times did we say he was he was not a moderate? How many times did we go on TV and say he was not a moderate? I don't know. Every time I was on and asked about Joe Biden? Now, there's no doubt he's also a puppet. He doesn't believe the things he's saying a la a, uh, Kamala Harris. But in a week, he has been a disaster. Your kids are not safer. Your lives are not better. The nation is not stronger. But I can argue that in all three cases, they are worse off. Dang it, that is no way to start a show. That is no way to start a presidency. But here we are. I still have, uh, by the way, I, I forget how many I've read. I still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. 30 more executive orders and memorandum to go. And oh, proclamations. Can't forget a good proclamation. That's week one, guys. We're going to keep our our eyes on every single one of them. Because by and large, Joe Biden is not doing us well. I'm Tony Katz. It's riots in the Netherlands. You've got leaders in Denmark and the Netherlands concerned of their words, not mine, civil war. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. And being the professional that I am, I have the hiccups. They're using tear gas and they're using water cannons. This with people defying coronavirus curfews. In Rotterdam, they're using water ga- cannons and tear gas in an attempt to disperse a crowd of rioters who also looted shops. Yeah, that's what you do with looters. That's what happens. This started with saying these lockdowns are enough and then um, just devolved 
into straight up uh, vandalism with people saying, yeah, and, and, and while we're, we're fighting, let's go get a TV. Uh, focus is a hard thing for people to have because these moments are very often, you know, overtaken by people who aren't focused on a thing. They're focused on destruction. They're focused on thinking that it's fun. Remember that when we talk about riots across America, not just the Capitol, I was on Newsmax yesterday and someone was bringing up that, you know, what happened in the Capitol was, is, is the worst thing. I said, you know, tell that to business owners in Seattle and Portland and Minneapolis and Indianapolis. No, 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 no. What happened in the Capitol is wrong. It isn't somehow worse than what happened to a business owner in Minneapolis. Now, someone could say to me, Tony, it's, they, they attack the government. I think an attack on the citizenry is an attack on all of us. I think threatening people in the middle of the streets is an attack on all of us. I think trying to cow people into submission is an attack on all of us. I think a denigration of the free press is an attack on all of us. I think silencing people on social media and in the press is an attack on all of us. I think taking away publishing contracts from people because someone decided their politics are mean is an attack on all of us. Forgive me for not wanting to rank one higher than the other. Now, if you said to me that it can be seen as more problematic if someone's trying to engage in mass murder against senators than against the citizenry because the nation still has to be run, not saying both aren't traumatic and a disaster and a horror, well, maybe you could say that. But when you had somebody trying to kill senators and members of Congress who are Republicans and doing it for health care, no one said that it was an attack against the nation. No one said someone was trying to destroy the country that day. You know what they said? Oh, is it Bernie bro? Hmm, let's see what Trump did over here. As if we weren't paying attention to the whole dang thing. What's happening in the Netherlands right now is, is getting pretty rough. And you, you read some of the, the, the writings about it, some of what people are saying, the fires that are being started. They had uh, just the other night over 240 arrests uh, going on. Uh, you've got the Dutch prime minister. His name is Mark Root, R-U-T-T-E. Any normal person will look at this with disgust and ask themselves what possessed these people. It has nothing to do with protesting. It is criminal violence, and that is how we will treat it. Exactly how we should be looking at what? The Capitol. A million people. Let, let, let's call it a million. I'm not saying it was a million. I, I'm just picking a number. It could have been 94 folk for all I know. Please, I'm not trying to increase or decrease a crowd size. Settle down. A million people showed up to support President Trump, and 5,000 morons decided to jump into the Capitol. You now want to say it's all Trump supporters? You can say that, but you sound like a crazy person. And you know who's on my side? The prime minister. The prime minister of the Netherlands. So I'm glad we were able to finally discuss this in a way that shows the irrational nature of what we're hearing about regarding the Capitol. It's important that we're always on the right page extremely important 
Now, I said I was going to bring up deportations and what it is that's happening where uh, Joe Biden was told, sorry, you may not get your deal. Joe Biden wanted to put a pause, a 100-day pause on all removals of aliens ready, already subject to a final order of removal. So he has this memorandum that he signed literally on Inauguration Day. The judge is saying, yeah, I ain't going to work because it runs afoul of what? The Administrative Procedures Act governs how federal agencies engage uh, rulemaking. So it was that act that was utilized against President Trump repeatedly. Now, let's make an argument. Let's say that Joe Biden comes into office and he sits down and the first thing he says after he sits in the chair is, where am I? Because he forgot where he was, you see. And they said, well, you're president of the United States now. And he goes, I am? Hey, Ma, I'm president. No, 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 your mother passed a long time ago, sir. I'm sorry, I was talking to my wife. Hey, Jill, I'm president now, sir. Sorry. Hey, Dr. Jill, I'm president now. And he sits down and he signs the executive order. And one has to ask themselves, do you mean he didn't know that this would run afoul of the Administrative Procedure Act? That it exceeds the authority? Or did he know and figured, what the heck? We'll put it out there. It'll look good. People won't follow it after we put out the executive order. We'll get to talk about it for a day and a half. And that's all that matters. There is a question to be asked about whether or not he did it just to do it. He did it just to put it out there. He did it just to say, hey, I'll throw you one, kid. There you go. There you go, just a little something, just a little taste, just a little sliver, just a little flavor. I have absolutely, positively no clue. None. Absolutely no clue on whether or not he knew this was going to happen. And I'm not putting anything past these people. Remember, they want to talk about how great Obama was. He was terrible on deportations in the view of the left, engaging in deportations. The facts are meaningless. What's the message you can put out? Speaking of the message, what's the message of the Baseball Hall of Fame when they say no one goes into the hall this year? I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, I will tell you, I'm not enough of an expert on, on, on the sports to be able to make a, uh, you know, make a, a detailed play at this uh, from, a, from a granular level. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. I just think it's odd. 2021 Baseball Hall of Fame, no players were elected. Now, this includes a couple players that you know 
well, even if you're like me and sports was on the periphery. At least baseball was on the periphery, I would say. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens fell short of getting the votes necessary from the Baseball Writers Association of America to get uh, uh, to get into the hall. Now, for Bonds and Clemens, it could be because they have, in their career, used performance-enhancing uh, substances, or at least they're suspected of. I I know they did too, but I'm trying not to get sued, producer Ari. Could you please help a brother out here? So, okay. But one of the other people is Kurt Schilling, three-time World Series champion. He was 16 votes shy of the 75% mark. Last year, he was 20 votes shy. 20 seasons in, in the major leagues, 216 career wins, 3.46 ERA, 3,116 strikeouts. Second in Cy Young voting three separate times. And, of course, it was him in the bloody sock. Guy's tough, man. Fought through the pain, did his job. But Kurt Schilling is on the political right. Even got fired from ESPN for it. So did Kurt Schilling not get into the Hall of Fame because of his politics? Now, producer Ari says yes. Absolutely no, unquestionable. That is, there's no debate. Like, yeah, they, so where did they say it? They've come out and, you know, one of the big things the Hall of Fame, the, the esteemed Hall of Fame voters have said is that character plays such a big part in their voting. And Kurt Schilling did not meet the, the character requirements that they, the noble and honorable baseball writers of America. The only thing esteemed about them is the pile they left on the front How lawn. How dare you? These are the most important people in the world, according to them. Baseball writers? They think they are the most important per- people in the world. What makes you think that they're not the most important people in the world? I have learned that baseball writers add a tremendous amount to our society uh, uh, at large. W- without baseball writers, let me ask you a question, producer Ari. How would you know how to love? Well, I can't argue with that logic. Would you even understand your feelings? Probably not. No. No, you wouldn't. You would just be a big mass of goo. You'd be, you, you wouldn't even know how to put on your pants. You couldn't leave the house in the morning if it wasn't for the Baseball Writers Association of America. Saving you from yourself. Saving humanity I didn't even from know the I end needed of times. Them. No, you didn't know. That's the best part. You never know you need them. Huh. But just like that set of footprints, when there was only one set, that's when they were carrying it's omnipresent. you. omnipresent. I like it. That's when they were carrying you. I did not know that they were. I. I mean, I just don't know. I. I didn't know that they were sanctimonious. Uh, the, like bags. You know how I'll just call them bags. What is it, at, at the gates of heaven, Saint Peter is waiting for you to decide if you go into heaven. Right. They view themselves as equal to that. Wow. Like they view the Hall of Fame as like this is the most important place any person can ever go, and we are the gatekeepers. Like. Dude, you're no, you're not. You're Wait, not that important. But they are. They are obviously the gatekeepers, and they've decided that somebody's politics is what uh, reflects the game that they played. That's that's pretty messed up. They've done it before. That, who else did they do that to? There's been ex- plenty of examples of Hall of Fame caliber players who haven't gotten in because they might have been a jerk. They might have. Uh, you know, rub someone the wrong way. They might have a personal grudge with someone. Not nothing to do with the baseball diamond. Just arbitrary nonsense reasons. Kurt Schilling is not the first person to get done over by these voters, and hopefully now he can be the the poster child for why this needs to change. So when if it, so if it changes, what does it change to? Who should make that decision about who goes into the Hall of Fame? Now I I, I tell you right now, I volunteer myself. I'm ready. 
You just said you uh, don't even follow baseball. Yeah, but I could look at statistics and then you just start ranking people. I I I don't disagree. That's what but you it's got to be more than that. There has to be some level of contribution to the game that is just exemplary. So here's here's an example, and I don't remember if it was Colin Cowherd or 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 Rome or one of those guys who just got obliterated for this. Uh, there are way better players out there than Derek Jeter. Without question. Without question, without a doubt. There are very few players that you could say in terms of relationship to a team and to a fan base meant more or brought more than Derek Jeter. And if you take a look at the flip, just 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 search oh my, for it. Stop it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Most overrated play in the history of sports. Overrated Man. play? That was such a generic play. Oh, what are you, out of your mind? He didn't even know where home plate was. The flip to get Giambi? No, please. It, please. It's, it's legendary. Yeah, it is. It's so good. It's because it happened in New York. If it happened in, in Phoenix, no one would ever heard of it. Stop it. Baby, you are, you are, see, this is this is the problem. There, there should be a bit of romance to sports. I agree. Right, and I, and I get that people you know disagree with that. I get that people say it's just a business. It's just about the money. Nobody wants to hear about your romance or your or or, or your uh, or your sex talk there or anything. It's not sex talk. I'm just trying to say that sports can be romantic. You know, when they're when they're not being you know remarkably political, sports can be romantic. Right? Are we now only sending people to the hall if they were in favor of Black Lives Matter? Ooh, that's a good take. Right. I, I am curious. But Jeter, for these kinds of reasons, I get it. Yeah. I absolutely positively get it in terms of how what they meant to the game uh, at large. Sure. Um, Schilling, 2004 World Series. Or, I'm sorry, ALCS, uh, American League uh, Championship. Uh, and and the, the bloody ankle and in pain and still throwing. Dude, that's a story. No one's that's disputing a story. that. That's a moment, right? Yeah. That's like saying that Carrie Strug shouldn't be in some gymnastics hall of fame because she has some view that maybe Donald Trump isn't the worst human being alive. She literally, it, what was it, the vault? She did the vault on a broken ankle, yeah. could not walk herself on stage to get her gold medal. Should we, should, she shouldn't be in some level of, of Hall of Fame because maybe she thinks Republicans aren't Satan worshipers? Not according to the baseball writers. <laughs> All right, now I know. Now I know. I will pay less attention to baseball than I was already paying. It's not – It's I have to separate baseball from the writers because they're just, oh, so pompous. You, when you, the worst is when you're unimportant, but you think you're important. Um, Ari, I'm staring at you right now, man, and I could not agree more. I could not. You're such a tool. I, I could not could not agree more with that. Uh, I, I I will tell you that I have a, a great deal of issue with sports writers that get into the political world. And it's really not so – it is some writers, but it's really the radio guys. Oh, my. When, when the sports guys get political – you see how I started this conversation – I am no expert on baseball and how what it takes to get into the Hall of Fame. I started with that. They all start with, let me tell you how to how the politics ought to work. Right? I'm a straight shooter. I just call it the way I see it. Shutting your face would be a good start. I can't stop you from talking the politics. What I don't appreciate, what I what I find uh uh problematic 
is that there is this belief among some of them, certainly not all of them, that would be an unfair thing to say, that you can keep up. You've got an opinion, and therefore you think you can do what guys like me do. Do you have any idea how much study this takes? How much work it takes to be able to understand what's going on? But there's there's no respect for it. It's just like, oh, you're just out there giving your opinion. Is that what I'm doing? I am on air, guys, for six hours a day. I do a morning show in Indianapolis, and, and then we're here. Then I have a whole show on cigar and bourbon, and I, then I do stuff on TV, and you have, you have no idea what's coming next. No, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Here's how I, 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 I've gone through this exercise with people before. Here's how to do it. Because a lot of people think, like, oh, it's so easy. <laughs> First of all, 10 years to an overnight success. But that's a whole nother conversation. Here's what you do. Go about talking for three hours. Do it straight. Do it for three hours. Pick, pick, pick a three hours that you have the time and talk. And give yourself the, the commercial breaks and, and, and things like that. And do that for three hours. Okay, you'll get done. You'll be like, wow, that was pretty cool. Now, tomorrow, set up the same three hours and do it again. But don't talk about anything you talked about yesterday. Now tell me how easy this all is. Now, look, I am a guy who has been a plumber in my life. I have been in crawl spaces sweating copper, and I'm a big dude. I do not belong in crawl spaces. Never mind the wet, cold crawl spaces of New Jersey where I was doing some of these things. Right? This is way better than those days as a plumber, although plumbers make way more money than I do. But I, it just drives me crazy when, when the sports guy's like, oh, yeah, here, let me, let me show you how it's done. G- giving, giving an opinion... Uh, by the way, the opinion that is guaranteed to get you interviews and get people to, you know, on, 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 on one side of the aisle or in that sports world to think you're acceptable, yeah, that's easy. Man, I'm, I'm bagging on them all. I'm not bagging on them all. I got a couple in mind. Reach out to me. I'll tell you who I'm talking about. I'm Tony Katz. Everybody knows that the dice are loaded Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed At the end of February, there's an event called CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. And I've gone to it a great number of years. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Would love to hear from you. The podcast at rumble.com. It's a good time. And it used to happen in, in D.C. proper uh, at, at the Marriott there. And then it was, it was really too big for that. So they moved it out to something called National Harbor in Maryland, which is a very, very cool spot. It seems rather touristy, but people do live there. But it's really cool for, for conventions. Well, this year, they can't do it in Maryland because of coronavirus. You can't have the gathering. So they're doing it in Orlando, Florida. So it's Orlando, Florida. It's it's February. You know, what's a guy to do? I got to do what I got to do. They need me to go down, so I'm going down to check it out. And I wondered when I bought my uh, plane uh, ticket and got my, my hotel and we're going to broadcast live from there when it happens, 
I, I wonder how people are going to go after the Conservative Political Action Conference because they go after everything else. Cancel culture, destruction of anything that isn't on the political left is standard operating procedure right now. How is this going to work? I would be surprised if nothing happens. Well, I do not have to be surprised. Uh, the uh, American Conservative Union, which runs uh, the, the, the conference, says that Politico, yes, Politico, the same Politico that had over 100 staffers sign a letter to the editor saying how wrong it was for Ben Shapiro to edit the P- Politico playbook, which is basically uh, the, uh, a website, you know, hey, here's what's going on politically. By the way, rumor is they've canceled more conservatives, but guys like Don Lemon, totally fine. Over 100 staffers, so weak-minded, they couldn't have a political conservative editing for a day. Right, guest editor, it's a little bit of show. No, they, they lost their heads. They are so unwilling to let somebody else's opinion uh, cross over. Well, the story is that same Politico has supposedly been going after sponsors of the Conservative Political Action Conference. That's the argument being made. We understand that political reporters are calling sponsors of our national conference and making claims about both our chairman and our conference that are contrary to the facts. We know this because those very same potential sponsors have immediately contacted us in pushing a misleading narrative to our supporters using uh, was it cooperative uh, or corporate resources? Politico is attempting to chill sponsorship of CPAC and harm the American Conservative Union. By the way, Politico says, uh, "Yeah, we made calls. They're not, they're not even, you know, say, saying no." Politico is doing what journalists do: ask questions and pursue pursue truth. We will continue to do so. Is is that what they're they're doing? Are they asking questions and pursuing truth? Or are they saying, hey, I, uh, I hear you're, uh, I hear you're, you're, you're sponsoring uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference uh, over there. And, and, you know, I know you, you've, you've done that before and you've done that in the past, but, I mean, you really should, should ask. Is, is, is that the kind of thing you, you want to be, uh, be doing now? Are, 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 are you sure? Are you are you sure you want to be uh you sure you want to be out there saying hey uh you know I'm uh I'm I'm su- supporting these uh these conservatives I mean it would be a shame that story got out there could you imagine what would happen if people knew you were supporting this I well can't even, I can't even think of it I can't even think of what a thing it would be. Tommy, would you believe what would happen if people knew they were supporting this conservative thing? Oh, oh, could you imagine? Have you seen what's going on out there? People get angry. Who knows? You know, it's like Nancy Pelosi said, people do what they do. People are going to do what they do. Can you imagine what they're going to do to your business? Oh, whew. Ooh, man, it'd be terrible if that got out. So anyway, yeah, I'm with Politico, and I'm just asking a couple of questions. That's all, just a couple of questions. Yeah, going to write a story. So, so uh you uh you you supporting this thing yeah that's what they're doing that's who they are 
I would say, and I and and I only hope that they will listen. That that any supporters of of CPAC should stand up and say, "Hell yes, we're sponsoring this." We're not going to be told what to sponsor. What does Politico know about decency? They can't handle Ben Shapiro. Those cowardly wimps. They're going to threaten us. Dear Lord. I think that uh, you should know who's sponsoring and then you should be supportive. As we have said more than once, being supportive of sponsors of your local stations, sponsors of of your, your favorite hosts, sponsors and creators of your favorite content is more important than ever before. Because everybody's gunning, even the people who claim to be journalists. And we need journalists. Just not, you know, journalists who are afraid of people having an open debate. (laughs) We need less of that. That much is for sure. Find me on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to like the page. I'm Tony Katz.